Welcome to Seeing Eyes Stories, a podcast that focuses on people and their dogs. These aren't just any dogs, though. These are seeing eye dogs, and their owners are blind or visually impaired. Many of us see service dogs and don't understand what they do. I'll help explain what they do and let you hear from others how these special dogs affect their lives. But more importantly, each person has a different perspective on life and on training or working with a dog as their eyes. These are their stories. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Magenta, raising an energetic six-month-old German Shepherd for the seeing eye. This week, we'll be learning about what it's like to work with the dog guide from the seeing eye. I spoke with Texas resident Judy Watford. Judy's a great person, and I like to think we had a lot of fun talking about dogs and life in general. I was lucky enough to hear some amazing stories about Judy's current and past seeing eye dogs. Hi, Judy, and thanks for joining me. I understand you recently received a new seeing eye dog. So how many seeing eye dogs have you had? This is number five. I got my first one at age 16 in 1970. So why did you decide to get a seeing eye dog when you were 16? Because I felt that it was faster than a cane and, in a way, much more graceful. And you use a cane and and you touch almost everything you pass, but with a dog... You may not even know there are parking meters there because you're, you're going around them, and you're going around them at a rapid clip. Have you learned anything from working with these dogs? Uh, I've learned from my dogs that they're all different, and they take me rapidly past things that a cane would touch. And they also open up a world for you because a lot of people are afraid to talk to blind people, but they'll, a dog can be a real icebreaker in that people who wouldn't normally talk to you will, and they also can be a help in professional situations in getting you through the door if the person likes dogs. It can open a lot of doors for you, as well as being a very safe mobility tool. Have you had any problems working with your dogs? Yeah, I've had some access problems. Sometimes I've had to explain it to the person and they're okay with it. Occasionally I've had to threaten a lawsuit, but usually what happens is When somebody says, you can't bring this dog in here, I just say, I'm not. She's bringing me, and I keep walking. And by the time they've decided that they need to do something about it, I'm already at the table or through the store. How do you feel that you've changed since you've gotten your first seeing-eye dog? When you use a cane, you don't have to take it to the park at 5.30 in the morning, and you can sleep late. But, as I said earlier, you, you also don't get as rapid or graceful a response as you do with a dog. So there are pros and cons to any mobility aid, but these dogs, their hearts are in what they do, and it's a tighter bond than you even have sometimes with a husband or a wife or a child because we're with these dogs 24 hours a day. So we know their every move. We know when they're sick before normal people would know when their pets need to go to the vet because we know them. They're, They're never almost never not with us. I mean, there, there might be occasionally we might go to a movie or something and they wouldn't go, but they're stuck to us like glue, and that gives a tighter bond than you could ever get. We're going to pause right now for Breed All About It, where I give you an introduction to the breeds of dogs generally used for seeing eye dogs. This week's dog is the Boxer. According to the AmericanKennelClub.com, the ideal Boxer is a medium-sized, square-built dog of good substance with a short back, strong limbs, and a short, tight-fitting coat. 
His well-developed muscles are clean, hard, and appear smooth under taut skin. His movements denote energy. The gait is firm, yet elastic, the stride free and ground-covering. The carriage, proud. Developed to serve as guard, working, and a companion dog, he combines strength and agility with elegance and style. His expression is alert and his temperament steadfast and tractable. The seeing eye will sometimes, but very rarely, use boxers in cases where a handler has severe allergies. And that's Breed All About It. You're listening to the Seeing Eye Stories podcast. Now back to the interview with Judy Watford, Seeing Eye Dog Handler. Have any of your dogs ever saved your life? Yeah, all of them have. My last dog, Geneva, we were walking to a coffee house and we were passing a filling station. And this guy came roaring out. And not only did she push me backwards, but she did a 180, walked three steps, turned around. The guy had gone. She turned back around and just kept going. Uh, And the filling station guy came out and said, my God, you don't know how close you came. If that dog hadn't moved, you'd have been toast. Do you have any interesting stories to share? I travel a lot. And my first dog worked in a high school of 2,400 screaming kids and was excellent at working crowds. We had her in everything from the bow of a canoe to a 747 to a sidecar of a motorcycle. And she had nerves of steel. Uh, The only thing she was afraid of was thunderstorms. She took me all the way through high school and the university. And then I had a dog called Wags, and um, she saved me. She was a very good traffic dog. She saved me several times from getting killed by ride-on-red drivers, and that's something a cane can't do. Do you have any funny stories to share? A couple, I suppose. Um, Occasionally, you have to give your dog a correction because they have to focus, and your life's in their hands. So... Um, I was giving my dog a correction on campus when I was at the university once, and this girl, it's the only time I ever lost it with the public, this girl said, oh my God, she's choking that dog. And I was so frustrated at that point, I just turned around and said, yes, and if you don't shut up, you're going to be next. The other funny story that I like to tell is that when I was in high school dating the guy that I eventually married, we were working on a homework project, and we were sitting in the middle of the living room floor, and my shepherd was underneath the piano, and I was helping him because he he was an engineer, but he couldn't write a complete sentence. I was helping him with his English paper, and for the first time, he was very shy. He reached over, and he took my hand, and she got it very slowly from under the piano bench, walked over and just took his wrist very softly in her mouth and moved it away and went back and laid under the piano bench. And we both just cracked up. It was so funny because she did it in such a soft manner, but just, I'm not going to have that. (laughs) And so that was, we thought that was funny. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? Seeing Eye is a great school. These dogs are good at what they do. And most of us don't mind questions at all, but we'd appreciate it if you wouldn't distract them while they're working. And we would also appreciate it if, if you wouldn't try to feed them and if you just let them do their work. Thanks so much for sharing your stories and experiences, Judy. And to anyone who's interested in obtaining a Seeing Eye dog, visit the Seeing Eye's website at seeingeye.org. <coughs> it's time for your weekly dose of doggy laughter in I Forgot to Wolf. This week, we have the top 10 reasons a dog won't use a computer. Number 10. It's too hard to type with paws. Number nine, sit and stay were hard enough. Delete and save are out of the question. Number eight, saliva-coated CDs refuse to work. Number seven, three words, carpal paw syndrome. 
Number six. Involuntary tail wagging is a dead giveaway that he's browsing www.purina.com. Number five. Fire hydrant icon, simply frustrating. Number four. Can't help attacking the screen when he hears, you've got mail. Number three. It's too messy to mark every website he visits. Number two. The fetch command is not available on all platforms. And the number one reason a dog won't use a computer? He can't stick his head out of Windows XP. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Finally, we have the Just a Tip segment, where I offer you a tip from the guests. Today's tip is from Judy Watford, and she gives us some history about the word Martha helped explain last week. Fui. In 1970, William DeBeta was one of the training managers who started in 1930, and he was German-Swiss. And he said he did not really know the origin of Fui, but that they think in Germany and Switzerland that it started because of horses and the sound of a whip cracking like Fui. That's all for this episode of Seeing Eye Stories. Stay tuned for next week's story from another Seeing Eye Dog handler. Any and all questions, thoughts, or suggestions are welcomed at seeingeyestories at gmail.com. I'd love to include them in the next show. And visit our blog at seeingeyestories.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.